0: turn to uh, Psalms 24 in your Bible and get ready to highlight some stuff here. We're going to take Psalm 24 piece by piece, a few scriptures. I'm going to throw a few in and, uh, and hopefully we'll get some good things out of tonight. Talking about joyful prayer and effective prayer. So let's go to Psalm 24 and I'm in the NIV. Many of you guys are using NIV. I think I've got one, a uh, passion one, but most of what we're gonna do tonight is any, is NIV. Lift up your heads. The Word of God is telling us to lift up our heads, become aware. Do you know how many people have not become aware of how they can have joyful prayer? Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Remember last week we talked about the, that the walls are salvation, and the gates, the opening, are praise. The walls, a little quick review. The walls are salvation, which God provides. Only he can provide salvation. The gates, the openings, are praise, which is our part in recognition to who he is and thanksgiving to him. So lift up your heads, and when it re- refers to gates, if you want to circle gates in your Bible and put praise, thanksgiving, gratitude, my job, so lift up your heads, come to attention, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient. This didn't dawn on me. I've read this, this scripture for years. And, and I said, What got thought to this morning when I was writing this? God, Lord, why did you put ancient? He goes, Thanksgiving has always been a weight in my heart. <laughs> Thanksgiving has always been the opening to who I am you ancient doors, that these doors are the same. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thought about that while we were in worship that forever, it doesn't matter what's going on right now in the world or in our lives, forever we will be thanking and and praising God that you ancient doors and what will happen that the King of glory would come in. Your first fill-in is this. Praise and thanksgiving are the invitation into the presence of God. I'm gonna go somewhere real quick with this. Hold on, everybody put your seatbelt on because we're gonna go fast through this, fast and furious. That praise and thanksgiving are the invitation to, the, in, to his entrance into our lives. So the question is, if we ever get to a place where God, where are you in my life? Where are you in the involvement that I can't sense where you are, that I have a feeling that it's connected and tied to my thankfulness? But if I am thankful, if I am am giving praise, if I have a grateful heart that I've thrown open that gate, I've thrown open that entrance, and I've lifted up my head and said, Enter the King of Glory, that God's presence comes through the gates of gratitude. What a thought! Now, wouldn't it be something, uh, I don't know, if uh, the Queen of England, I have, a little, I have a little bobblehead of the Queen of England in my classroom, but what if she walked through the door? What if she walked through the door of any gathering that all attention would be on her because, because someone of royalty is coming in, come in and, and Psalm says that the King of Glory comes into our presence. And how does he come into our presence? Through thanksgiving, through gratefulness, through praise, that the enemy is unable to enter a gate of gratitude and praise. Have you ever wondered, how do I keep this sucker bill out of my life? (laughs) That's it, gratitude, thankfulness, praise that absolutely shuts him out, that God's presence always, when it says the king of glory, that God's presence always brings his goodness into every situation. Am I the only one that has ever dealt with times in my life that I say, God, somehow you've overlooked me. Somehow you've missed what I thought you would do. Somehow you haven't lived up to The expectations. I I have this question, and I don't mean to uh, be—what do you call it? I don't mean to be snarky of it. But what happens when your life doesn't turn out like your vision board says? (laughs) What what do you do then? (laughs) When it just doesn't fall in line with the vision board, (laughs) you still have a grateful heart. You still praise God in every circumstance. You still thank him. There, I, I thought about this today as I was walking around the building. I used to, when we first moved into this building, I guess we've been here about five or six years. I used to just walk around and just thank God for lots of different things, for the for the way that was remodeled, for the fixtures, for the for the grass. I mean, and I and just the Lord prompted my heart as I was standing in front of the nursery. He said, "You you don't thank me like you used to." You're not as grateful as you were using I want you to know that that back there on, on that soundboard is more equipment than we have ever had in the life of this church. <laughs> There's stuff back there, monkey man, that we believe God for years. I remember Taylor and I, one time, we were at, at coffee one time with this, this friend that, that was somewhat connected to the church and we were at coffee. I think we were at the Old Dwell and we were absolutely in awe at his iPad. <laughs> would have thought that he was holding, uh, uh, what do you call the Holy Grail? (laughs) I mean, on edge looking at that iPad. Do you remember that Taylor? And he was telling us about his, he said he was a a pilot and he was saying, I keep all my, my flight records on here. And there's, we had, listen to this. We have two of them in our plane. (laughs) Taylor and I look at each other, two of them. I have two that I don't even use anymore. (laughs) But what happened to our gratitude? What happened to our thanksgiving? What happened to us looking at what God has given us and clapping our hands, raising our hands and declaring with full hearts, you have been good to me. And anytime this heart gets to a place where it thinks that God has let me down, this heart has got to a place where it is not grateful but I don't want to leave it right there because something happens. Can we go to verse, uh, verse uh, uh, eight? It repeats it again. Who is this king of glory? It's announcing who is, it's not, it's not saying who is he? It's announcing the there is a king of glory in our midst. There's somebody of significance and majesty in our midst. Who is this king of glory? And then it answers. He is the Lord strong and mighty. <laughs> it's like it couldn't, it couldn't contain it. Who is this king of glory? Who has entered this gates? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. That a warrior steps in. A a. a, a, a a God of proven might. Look in, if you want to write in your Bible, Exodus 14, 14, right there in, in Psalms, right in the margins, that Exodus fourteen fourteen says, the Lord will fight for you. I've got some older brothers. They had to fight for me a couple of times when I was a little thing, but what? it's a whole different thing when it says the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. That, this, that in Psalms, is saying, who is this king? He is the Lord, and he is strong and mighty in battle. In your, in your notes or in your Bible, write 1 John 3, 8. It's also on your, on your handout, 1 John 3, 8. It says, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. But the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. But who is coming through the door of my joyful prayer? Who is walking through the door of the gate of praise? Who is the one that is, is receiving an invitation of my gratitude that he is the one that has come to destroy the works of the devil? What a thought. Your fill-in is the presence of God is the worst party crash. I should have put for the enemy. For the enemy. <laughs> Just when when he's having a good time, the presence of God shows up. He starts breaking all his toys. (laughs) That the presence of God destroys the works of the enemy every single time. Now, think about this, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but walking through the door of my gratitude, walking through the door of my thanksgiving, walking through the door of my praise is one who destroys every work of the enemy. Let's go back to Psalms 24. He says it again, Psalms 24, nine, lift up your heads. Have you ever felt a time in your life where it just seemed like your head hung down more and more? And the word of God says, lift up your head. Oh, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in. Verse 10, who is this king of glory? It's just like this conversations that's happening and it's answering. He's the Lord strong, mighty in battle. It says, he's the Lord almighty. That while we were praising here tonight, that who were we praising? That we had the opportunity to lift up the Lord almighty. He is the king of glory in the world we live in right now everything seems so seems so finite it seems so it seems that everything is lining itself against things that the world seems to be becoming unraveled and and and, and all kinds of things are just all over the place from foreign policy to domestic policy to god's not moved God's not changed. He's not, he's not wondering. He's not in a panic attack. He is still the king of glory. Your next fill in, that the same gate, uh, this is Bill Johnson said this, the same gate that invites God repels the enemy. The same gate. So when we're talking about that enter his gates with thanksgiving. When we're talking about lift up your head, oh ye gates, when we're talking about that the walls are salvation, the gates are praise, that this same gate, this same gate is a, is a wide invitation to the presence of God and it repels the enemy. And in the midst of it, the doorframe, the doorpost of the gate is thanksgiving. Gratitude. Gratefulness, that God provides protection from the onslaught of the enemy. If you're talking about walls, if you're talking about the walls, the walls are surrounding, like walls of your home, and every one of our homes have a front door. So those walls are protection, but the, the inlet and the outlet is our praise. The inlet and the outlet is our worship. The inlet and the outlet is our thanksgiving. So when our hearts are thankful, when our prayers are joyful, that, that wall, even though it has an opening, that wall of protection by God just closes in over that gate. The only way it opens is if we get to a place where, we're, where we have ingratitude, when we allow fear to run our lives, when we allow, when we allow circumstances to dictate joy, that's when the gate opens and the enemy comes in. But as long as gratitude, there's, there's a power. There's a power with gratitude. There's a power with thanksgiving. There's a power with praise. And let me say it this way. When we praise and when we are thanksgiving and we do it in accordance with the word, that he's from everlasting to everlasting, he's God. That he is from the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. There is no variance with him. When that's our gratitude, when that's our praise, that door closes in, that wall of protection. That gates of praise take what the enemy intended to use against us out of his hands. (laughs) That's an awesome thought. That the enemy's running at you with a weapon. The enemy's running at you with an assignment. The enemy's running at you with an agenda. But the moment, the moment that your praise hits him, the moment that your thanksgiving hits him, it disarms him. And everything that, everything that he purposed is destroyed by your worship. That gates of praise destroy the plans of the enemy. Now, now, I don't mean to, I'm kind of just repeating myself over and over again, but hopefully it's making it simple. Now, Sheila does this practice <laughs> does this practice in a uh, Kid Zone where you make an <laughs> you make an angry face and then then you'd laugh. Yeah. So you have to try it. So can you make an angry face and still laugh? So you got to make an angry face, <laughs> and then you got to laugh. Try it, try it. So you like, go, <laughs> So see? See, this. you have to make the angry face. <laughs> and then with the angry face, you have to laugh. <laughs> so it's impossible, unless you're really good at it and it's creepy. <laughs> but it's impossible to make an angry face and to have a genuine laugh. Because when you make the angry face and you try to laugh, it becomes kind of creepy. So (laughs) that's what happens with your worship. That your worship goes after the enemy. Because we're talking about, and I meant to mention this, that we're talking about, last week we said that the walls are salvation, the gates are praise. It's a fortification It's a home, it's a dwelling, it's a habitation. And the word says that the gate, the entrance is your thanksgiving. I have a funny feeling that every single person in this room and those watching tonight, before you go to bed, you're gonna lock every entrance. I have a feeling that if Bradley said, Kate, I'm going to leave the front door wide open tonight. <laughs> yeah, if you could see her looking at him right now. He said, I just have a feeling that I'm going to leave the front door wide open. Kate would have a like, I'm going to shut the door with you, Bradley. <laughs> That's how we're going to shut it. It would be absurd. But how many times in our lives do we let discouragement and being overwhelmed and being burdened and living in fear leave doors wide open in our lives instead of saying, I am going to use thanksgiving, I am going to use praise, I am going to use worship, I'm gonna use speaking the word, I'm gonna use a joyful prayer and I'm gonna slam shut the door on everything the enemy has. Now I want to give you a real quick illustration, and hopefully they don't stop our streaming because I'm gonna play this, but I want to give you a visual on what happens to the enemy when your heart is grateful. So go ahead and play it. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that. God. So I want you to see <laughs> your worship. What if we had a visual in the spirit that that's what your worship did to the enemy? <laughs> we wouldn't be singing like this. You're worthy of it all. <laughs> You're worthy of it all. If I knew that my worship had that effect on the enemy, wouldn't it change some stuff around here? Now, wait a minute, because I started this message out by saying in Psalms, it said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. That is a direct reference to our praise. And the, and the connection with it that the king of glory would come in. You think that, the, that Yahweh, I'm about to read a, a scripture that says Yahweh, do you think that Yahweh God walks by the enemy and just goes, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? I bet every opportunity he gets. <laughs> now, let me ask the question again. What if we knew that our thanksgiving had that effect on him. Can I go somewhere with this? Look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 10.4, it says, the weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to what? Demolish strongholds. Now, would you say that a weapon that could demolish strongholds was a mighty weapon? So we connected this last week, that the weapons of our praise have an effect in the spirit and have the power and the ability to, to demolish strongholds. Verse five, it says, and we, do, listen, because I'm going I'm to tie it together, the logic right here, that we demolish arguments. What are arguments? Thoughts. And every pretension, I like the word pretension, I had to look it up. Pretension is something somebody thinking that they're something they're not. The enemy is notorious for thinking he's something that he's not. Nobody got that. I said the enemy is notorious for thinking he is something he is not. He is a puny God. And what, did, what happens is that, that the weapons that we wield the weapons that we have, that they demolish arguments. They demolish pretension. They demolish the enemy pretending to be more powerful than he really is. And that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. If there is anyone that has ever set himself up against the knowledge of God, it is the idiot devil. Jonathan, don't say that. Aren't you afraid of him? I will praise my way straight through him. And listen to this. And we take captive. That's our gratitude. When, When the thoughts come, it's bad and it's gonna get worse. Every hope you have is gone. Every fear you fear will come true. Everything that the enemy has spouted out, he's gonna do, he's gonna fulfill it. And when those thoughts come, that I take captive them through thanksgiving, through worship, through praise, through gratitude. And what happens? I make them obedient. That my thanksgiving makes those thoughts obedient to the anointing. That thankfulness removes the tools that the enemy would try to use. I don't mean to repeat myself, but it says that the weapons we wield demolish strongholds. A couple of minutes ago, we say, why did, the, why did the Son of God come? Why did Jesus come to destroy? the tools of the enemy. That thankfulness uses God's tools when it comes to our lives. That I don't know what his tools are. I don't know how he wields them. I don't necessarily know their power, but I know that the gate to them is my thankfulness. I know that the key to it is this heart being praiseworthy. That thankfulness, I think I tapped on that thankfulness puts a chokehold on every thought not tied to hope have you ever had a thought that wasn't tied to hope don't raise your hand but have you had a thought recently that wasn't tied to hope you know what you do with it praise your way through it and what your thanksgiving does, what your, what your praise does, what your gratitude does, it just takes, it takes that thought of no hope and it just starts strangling it. Something helps me to know <laughs> that everything the enemy has tried to lie to us about is destroyed through worship. That the enemy's entire focus is to put you into a stronghold. But the presence of God refuses and destroys every stronghold. That when the presence of God shows up, and I hope I've done a good job. Next next week, we're gonna talk about the plans of God. Holy cow, this is gonna be cool. When he shows up, he destroys it, Allie, if you'll come on down. When he is welcomed into, we welcome you with praise. When he shows up, he destroys the work of the enemy every time. 1 Timothy 4.4, 4, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with Thanksgiving. Watch this next piece. Can I tie this together real quick? Because it's consecrated by the word of God and prayer. Can, let, me, let me fill these in real quick and then, I, and then I'm gonna tie this together. Consecrated means having been made and declared sacred. And that's kind of, becomes a loop because then we're like, well, what is sacred? Sacred is connected to God and deserves veneration, deserves to be holy, to be honored. If you remember nacho libro nacho this is a sacred place <laughs> watch this everything that i receive into my life before i no, let me say it everything that i receive into my life with thanksgiving is consecrated by the word of god by god's word watch this watch this how many of you pray over your food it's biblical we pray over our food and I and I forgot where it is but we receive it sanctified. The apostle Paul talks about that if you have a friend that has offered food to a demon god and you eat that food and they don't know that you, you know that it's d- to a demon god when you eat that food if you receive it with thanksgiving it's fine to eat. Paul goes on to also say, if they offer it to a demon God and you, you both know that they offered it to it, you shouldn't participate. So say you walk out and you see your neighbor and he's out there um, offering, a, I don't know, a steak to a demon God. He's a maniac, man, and offering it. And then he, you, he, you, you see him, but he doesn't see you. And then he comes over and says, would you like to have steak with me? And you're like, yeah. And he doesn't know that you know. The word of God says that it's sanctified. It tells us right here in Timothy how it is sanctified. Can I go back to it real quick? That it, is one but, that it is, look at the end of the verse. It says that you receive it with thanksgiving. What's the key? You receive it with thanksgiving. And what happens is then it is consecrated. By the word of God in prayer. that's why we pray over our food. Now watch this. What happens with every thought the enemy brings? What happens with every plan he tries to implement in your life? What happens with every assignment he's got come in your way? No matter what it is, when you whatever's in your life, when you receive it with Thanksgiving, it's automatically consecrated. Now wait a minute. You mean to tell me, Jonathan, that, the, that God takes the bad things in my eyes and turns them out for my good? It's scripture. He works all things together for my good. And everything the enemy has assigned, if I apply thanksgiving to it, it changes its form. It redirects it. <laughs> and what the enemy meant for bad when i have thanksgiving in my life it consecrates it consecrates it by the word of god (laughs) the enemy doesn't have a chance because as long as our heart is thankful everything in our life becomes consecrated As long as my heart is set toward, God, I don't know what's gonna happen today. I don't even feel good about what's gonna happen today. I don't even, I'm limited on my faith on what's gonna happen today. But in the midst of it, you're a mighty God. In the midst of it, you're good in all your ways. In the midst of it, you are for me and not against me. In the midst of it, you are high and lifted up. Whatever it is becomes consecrated and is bound to work out for my... It it is bound by the Word of God to work out for my good. This is amazing. We already did consecrate it. I forgot where I left off. Right here. Now, we know why the enemy fights us with discouragement. Because if he can discourage us, we will not consecrate whatever we're going through at the time. Now, watch this. If I feel the weight of what I'm in and I apply thanksgiving, the discouragement loses its power. Watch this. Watch this. That discouragement is, only, is his only hope of keeping us in bondage. I wish I had time. Next week, we're gonna talk about the plan of God. Can I do this last one? And then uh, I'm not gonna do this last scripture in Isaiah. That thanksgiving backs discouragement into a corner every time. Have you ever had this visual... Of somebody that was really big and somebody that was really small with a big mouth, and they just keep on backing them up. And even though their little yippity mouth is going, that the the force of that person keeps on backing them up. And it doesn't matter how much they say and and, and threaten and and uh, boasted that the, pre, the power of that backs them into a corner and that's what your worship does every time with your heart of gratitude and it takes every assignment of the enemy and backs it into a corner and then forces it to work out for your good you're like this is too good to be true it is <laughs> you don't want to know why because all I have to do is have a grateful heart That's why in Psalms it said, lift up your head. You're winning and you don't even know it. You have the upper hand and you don't even know it. You're like, how do I have the upper hand? I don't feel like I've got the upper anything because the king of glory is walking in. And if you forgot who he is, he's strong in battle. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that your word is true. I thank you that your word is life. I thank you, God, that as we simply, whatever the circumstances are, whatever the situation, that we simply thank you, I believe it rallies you to our side. It rallies you to our, to our side. When our hearts are, when our hearts are, God, come through the door, come through the door, King of glory. I welcome you. The King of glory walks in. And I pray that over everybody in this room, everybody watching, that the King of glory comes in. Amen.